Welcome to the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. I hope the Giro has you keen to ride, despite the winter weather starting to take hold. Fortunately, the fun never stops on Zwift. It's super time efficient, safe and convenient. And it's just as social as your rides throughout the summer. The banter on the group rides, meetups and even in some of the races is a great way to connect with people from all over the globe. There's also loads of challenges to set yourself on the great courses, including riding up Alpe de Zwift, sprinting down the Champs-Élysées, even riding inside a volcano or exploring the Japan-inspired Makuri Island. Zwift is the app that makes indoor training fun. Visit Zwift.com for a free seven-day trial or just to find out more. Ride on, and here's Christoph and Macca. The man in yellow in the middle, Vanderpool. He's on the wheel of Binium Gurmai. Gurmai has gone early, still 200 metres to go. Vanderpool is sticking with him. Gurmai v Vanderpool. Vanderpool clawing his way over the top. Gurmai still fighting. He won't surrender. History for Eritrea. Gurmai the Great gets the win. <laughs> wow. He cracked Matthew van der Poel with 30 metres to go. He couldn't give any more. What a victory. What a victory, of course, and what a moment in history. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. No, welcome to the Zwift uh, SBS Cycling Podcast. Before we start, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash sport or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me is Dave McKenzie. Dave, yesterday you were lucky enough to call history. That was one of the good ones. Yep. That was one of the good ones. Good evening to you, Christoph. Yeah, that's uh, that's when you love your job. Uh, I love my job every day, but <laughs> those ones are moments in time. And it was, yeah, it yep. was, and it was an unbelievable <laughs> finale. Hundred percent. Hello to you. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, with us as well is Kate Bates. How are you, Kate? Hi. Good to see you guys. And what a moment. I mean, Dave, when you just said, "Wow." Uh, on the coverage, I think, um, you know, on, on this side of the fence, I think it's a real honour for us to be part of these moments in history. And uh, great call, Macker. And uh, I think it's one that we'll remember for a long time. Yeah. Hey, they're easy ones to call, Kate. You know it. When, <laughs> yeah. when you've got the talent doing the work like Gamay, like Vanderpoel, it's not hard to throw out a few words, is it? <laughs> no, no, no you're but right. you're the right words. I shouldn't say that. We might be out of a job. <laughs> but you're freeing the right words. This is yeah. This look, is it point. was beautiful. It was beautiful. Uh, let, let's go back on on that sprint. Actually, Maka, take us through the last few meters. What happened there? Yeah, it, look, it, it's exactly what I said at the end. There, it was a drag race between those two. Look at the distance, the gap though between second and third. These two were literally next level. We knew that. We knew it was down to those two. We believed it was. But they were attacking each other in the finale. And in the end, Gamay got the better of Vanderpoel. And look at the thumbs up from Vanderpoel. I just love that. I you know, that. he's he's at about 200 beats per minute, but he's still got the thought in his mind, you know, possibly, quite possibly the most exciting rider of this generation, Matthew Vanderpoel, to give thumbs up to Gamay and say, mate, too good. Yeah. Well done. Like, that was yeah. just class. I agree. It was one of those really beautiful moments that we get a lot in cycling, actually. Like, I think that's part of the romanticism of it, right? Um, but that he knew that history was being made and he was so happy and proud for him, even more so because he, it wasn't a give me. He wasn't like, here you go, you know, you deserve mm. this. You'll make history. He pushed him all the way to the line. And I think 
that makes it a little bit more special. And we also know uh, that these riders respect each other a huge amount. I mean, conversely, we've seen a lot of riders who haven't garnered a lot of respect necessarily in the bunch. And so you know that they're pretty good guys when they do like that. It's, yeah. it's, I feel, I think I said it, might have said it yesterday in yesterday's pod, uh, Kate and Christoph. I feel like we've got a, such a great group of riders, men and women, uh, coming through this generation. Yeah. I feel like there's a, a real mutual respect in the Peloton, and it's it's really good to see. And, and it's also, yeah. you're right about the generation, because there's really a, a wave of new riders coming. And, and it's almost Gourmet, we didn't see him coming. You know, where, where does he come from? And then all of a sudden, he's he wins a classic. Clouds, yeah. You know, he wins mm. a classic. He wins a state at, at the Giro. Uh, that's just, you know, it's borderline incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's... I don't know. Yeah, it, it it's hard to get well, your head um, around it, isn't it? Maka, you raced in America a lot. You remember Dave Toll? He's like a big announcer, race announcer in the US. And he tweeted yeah. today uh, along the lines of, today somewhere I have a feeling that a young black person just realised they could win the Tour de France or the Giro d'Italia. That's huge. And that's real, yeah. you know. And it was yeah. Dan Tecklehammer back in 2015 who wore the poker jersey for the first time at the Tour de France and... He did show uh, young children, young black children, not just in Eritrea, but around the world, because we're not just talking about, you know, from Eritrea, we're talking about black Africans, um, yeah. that it is possible. And I think that in the same way we've spoken about the Cadell effect in Australia, this is profound. It's not just mm. a moment in history. It is a moment uh, in cycling time that will reverberate um, forward and, I don't know, like it's just such a privilege and honour to, to watch it, isn't it? And Macra, I can't help but think that teams like uh, Team Quebecer and Doug Ryder and what he's done there uh, and the charity mm. Quebecer have had a huge effect uh, in the rise of African cycling and especially black riders. And, and yeah. it's, it's quite interesting what you what you mentioned as well because you guys mentioned it yesterday in in the comment. It's about having the means uh, to to your abilities. Uh, when we look at uh, the countries Somalia, Kenya, uh, they they all been super good at marathon running, for example. Yeah. Uh, so the athletes are there, the trainings are there, but they probably didn't have the real means to have a professional cyclist. But now you mentioned it as Cubeca and other organizations have given them the means then they're delivering and they're inspiring yeah. other generation. And this is just the one, uh, it, this is why it's history because it's the first time. Uh, but of course, we are so ready to so many more, more wins by someone like Gourmet as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. This, is, this is the tip of the iceberg, I, I feel. And, and look, you're spot on, Kate, with just what you said then. It, go, it gives me goosebumps, yeah. you know, talking about it. And I can it, see them. It really is. <laughs> they're, they're um, yeah, but it is. It's special. And, you know, Kate, you and I have been in cycling our whole lives. And I think to see this happening now in, in this era and, and we get we, we got the privilege of sitting back mm -hmm. and, and watching it and enjoying it. It's it really is. But but it's also yeah. sorry to interject. But it's also when we think about it, it's we're entering an era in cycling where everything's possible. Oh. When we look at Pogacar, mm. you know, Van der Poel, limit. like Sky is the limit, and yeah. not Sky the team. Sky, yeah, really, yeah, yeah, really, yeah. Really, <laughs> like Sky was um, the limit before, but now yeah, Sky is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they really, their sponsorship. Sky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really interesting, guys. I do a bit of Zwift commentary um, as well, which is like community racing, and uh, in the Australian, like the APAC time zone, we've had this incredible team come along um, called Team Masaka, and they're out of Africa, and what they are. Uh, they're taking Zwift setups all around 
Africa and getting riders kind of talent developed and talent ID'd and building little Zwift teams uh, so that all they do for a, what they do co for a community is provide the trainer and the bike that lives in a central location, which isn't just, it multiplies the effect, right, of, of the bikes because it's not just mm. for one person, but they all come and do it. And I tell you what, they've started to have incredible results uh, in the community leagues against some of Australia's top esport races, uh, you know, and we've got the world champion in Jay Vine. And to me, that has been incredible. So imagine the power that that provides to talent yeah. ID and develop riders like this. I feel like this is a really watershed uh, time in the sport. You're right, Christoph, mm. just for accessibility and access. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Okay, let's now celebrate this because yeah. let's take you, you, the public, the catch bulletin. We're going to take you straight after the line and the celebration with the man that just made history. We go. That was straight after the line. It's beautiful to see all the hugs and everything. Slight thing though, uh, and we love this. The pink jersey, Lopez, that came and see him. I don't know if you heard this, Kate, very well, but he said, "I told you this morning. I told you this morning." Yeah. And that is also a massive gesture from someone that is the leader of that race. Yeah, it, it really is, and I mean, I think the race played out, and we'll talk about it in a moment, a bit differently than uh, maybe some of the sprinters' teams could have imagined, but I, I suppose that put Germain and Vanderpool in the driving seat uh, as being the two most prominent in-between riders, if we want to call them that. Uh, probably sounds less impressive than they are, but you know what I mean. Uh, and I think that, you know, the support and the morale that they all have between the different teams, it says a huge amount. But I just love Lopez. I mean, Mac, we've talked about this lots, and Christoph, like, he's just a chatty, lovely guy, isn't he? And he yeah. wears his heart on his sleeve, and, you know, you got to love that. Yeah, and, and I don't know if you two picked it up in his interview post-race uh, last night because they went through the town of Michele Scarponi, yeah. who, as we know, mm. was tragically killed a few years ago, one of the great Italian riders. Mm. And Lopez, he wasn't even asked the question, but he, he was sort of asked the general question about the day. And he said, yeah, he said, you know, it was um, what a privilege and honour to wear this jersey and going through the town of Michele. Um, I cried a little. Yeah, that's what he said. He said I cried a little as I went through the town. I mean, and, and I think Matt Matty Keenan pointed out he wasn't even exactly. a pro cyclist yeah. uh, through Scarponi's era. Yeah. Um, but he had the mentor. Mentor he, was Contador. Yeah, Contador yeah, was, yeah, exactly. Scarponi. That's right. That's right. Mm. And so he's just got this love and respect for it seems just about anyone in the sport yeah. um yeah he, he, he's yeah. a gem yeah we went 100%. through this funny time in cycling right where we had like kind of some interesting characters and we love to hate them and um you know i won't mention um the man who shall not be named but he was certainly one that we love to hate even when his results came along and everything and i think we're entering a bit of a golden era where we just love these guys like they're really great characters they're really great sportsmen they're really good role models. And that's, I think, a big thing. Um, you know, we've all got kids. A lot of our listeners 
all have little kids too and will be uh, very proud to have really great role models in sport rather than uh, some from the past and not just cycling, yeah. uh, but that perhaps have been entertaining but haven't provided that really wholesome uh, yeah. okay. That's a great word, isn't it? Wholesome. That's yeah. what these guys are. <laughs> yeah. uh, Catch Potter, let us know what you think on this win. How did you leave it? Uh, moment of history. Uh, we read all your comments here. So uh, let us know what, uh, what you think. You know, somebody we actually love as well in this podcast is Mathieu Van der Poel. Yes. I mean, and how class was Mathieu Van der Poel straight even before crossing the line? You know, thumbs you mentioned up. it, the thumbs up. But yeah. you know what? Let's listen from the man himself, Mathieu Van der Poel. Um. I think Jeremiah was just stronger at the end. I tried to go uh, solo with a 5k to go, but it was a bit difficult because there was not a real downhill. So, but in the end, I think I just came a bit short. Um, re reacted to um, an attack of Yates, I think. First, the plan was to go on the last part of the climb, but it was not as hard as I or as we thought it would be. But. Then I think uh, yeah, the last attack was pretty good, but it was a bit too difficult to uh, stay alone in front. General feeling about today? Yeah, really happy. Also, the team did an amazing effort. Um, yeah, I wish I could have finished it off, but I tried as hard as I could and second in the end. Second in the end, but yeah, uh, of course, when we, when we look at it, uh, he was beaten by a better rider. A faster rider on the day. And he, he gave, he confirmed it with a thumbs up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, again, you know, there's not much more we can unpack from it. It's just but that it's, it was it's funny a, because it's been 15 minutes and we're still speechless. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, is, it, it, it's, it was said. And the other, the other part to it too, Kate, is that last 10, 20 kilometres, Matthew Vanderpoel and not so much Gamay, he was, he was covering, but Vanderpoel was attacking the hell out of that group. Gamay covered him a couple of times. Then he actually did a wrong turn with about three kilometres to go. He, he almost turned right when yeah. the peloton or sure. the group went left. Yeah, yeah. So he went from about third wheel down to 20th wheel and then still wins the stage. And, and actually, Ian make a, a good comment. Uh, he was led by Pozzo Vivo as well. And led out by a 39-year-old <laughs> little man-child. Yeah. <laughs> I, I say I it as endearing. Pozzo Vivo is a star of the sport. But, yeah, he's like five foot nothing. He's a climber and he led him out in the sprint. Yeah. I mean, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I like man-child. That's a great description. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a little man-child. I am taller than Pozzo Vivo, though. You fit in this yeah. jersey. I yeah. am taller I than Pozzo Vivo. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's listen from uh, the DS, uh, Director Sportif of Intermarché. We had him on this podcast uh, before last year, and we were already amazed about what they've, how they turned around that team. Yeah. And we'll chat about this, how mm -hmm. Intermarché uh, are turned around from, from where they were to where they are now, winning classics, winning Grand Tour stages, wearing a leader's jersey. But that's Valerio Piva. How are you feeling? <laughs> what I feel, you see, I feel very happy, very happy, and... It's amazing because when you wait and wait and wait, it's already 10 days that we we try. And uh, but I, I know that uh, one day we'll arrive and try to motivate the group and the riders. And today was one of these days that we signed, and uh, and Bini was super motivated. All the team uh, today is the victory of Bini, but the team was very important. What made the difference today? Make a difference uh, with uh, in the final sprint. I mean, so uh, we know that was uh, that was wonderful. The contender, the final climb. I saw Demar there and Gaviria, but okay, 
this acceleration uh, make the explosion and Pozzovivo also make the last uh, pull and all the other really sprinter was uh, they went drop and uh, and then was was clear the the battle with the two contenders so and and Vinny was amazing in the sprint I saw the sprint later because uh, life I had no image it's unbelievable were you nervous Really nervous, yes, because I, I don't have image in the last 3K. I hear only the radio race and I try to push the riders to stay together and around Vini, so it was very nice. Okay, thank you very much thank indeed. He was, uh, he was nervous, but uh, still very happy. I really like this man. But let's have a quick chat here before we hear actually from the man, because we haven't heard from the winner yet. But yeah. We will hear from the winner on, on his... Oh, on we're his, building it up. Yeah, no, we're exactly. building it up. Uh, and by the way, we also have a little feature with uh, Richie Porte as well. If you want to stay uh, tuned, uh, we'll talk to Richie, our uh, work experience kid. has spoken to Richie and it's, a, it's quite a good little feature. But let's talk about Piva and the job, the work he has done for this team. If I would have told you, Maka, Three, four years ago, once he go there, watch them. You know, at the tour, you would have gone, mate, your, your mother. Yeah, and, and more so, you'd say, same team, same sponsors and budget, yeah. effectively. Their budget probably has, it's changed a little bit, but not a lot. You'd say, no, impossible. Yeah, exactly. And, and really, yeah, it, it's probably, well, it, it started before this, but it was at Taco Vanderhorn yeah. Giro stage, when that's when we spoke to Piva. Exactly. If you don't remember... To two, our two viewers, two, yeah, two years ago, was it? Yeah. Tucker Vanderhorn, he, he wins that stage three of the Giro. Um, breakaway solo at the end. He was They are always going to get caught, but he wasn't caught. Yeah. He won by 50 metres, and that was something special. And, and you thought, okay, maybe a flash in the pan. Yeah. And then but they not. had an amazing <laughs> Vuelta, and now they've won Ghent Wevelgem, yeah. and now they've won a stage of the Giro. They're winning more bike races. They've actually bolstered their squad, but their budget's not huge. No, exactly. So it's the behind-the-scenes mechanisms yeah. that are lifting these riders up as well. Yeah, Maka, that's interesting you say that. I was exactly about to, to say the same thing because budget is one thing, sure. Uh, but when you have the wealth of knowledge like Valerio, he was one of our team directors at T-Mobile, uh, he, I think he was there from like uh -huh. 2005 to 2011. He is so smart. That was uh, a lot of a, a big part of the Mark Cavendish, Mark Renshaw, our own Mark Renshaw uh, era. They had so many wins through there. Michael Rogers as well. He is such a strategic guy. Having a guy like that in the car, you, you cannot pay money for that. Uh, and so I think you look at budget, sure, for riders uh, and how they're cared for. But when you just consider the wealth of knowledge that they've acquired in their directors... Uh, I think that's kind of a, a key star move for them. And, you know, uh, we've said it about a couple of teams in the past. Are they the money ball team? Yeah. You know, are they, yeah. are they, they're they the money ball team at the moment, yeah. aren't they? It's, 100%. It's pretty cool. And uh, I know we've said it already, but they'd be pretty damn happy with themselves. They've signed him for five years. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I think, hope I'm, they've signed him. I think, I think from what I just saw enough. from what I just saw on Twitter, maybe a bit less, but we'll see in a minute because right. it looks like there's a video on Twitter ah. from Gourmet saying that he will not start today because of the incident. Uh, of, and that, that just saw this on Hot Twitter right press. now. Uh, yeah, it's like, yeah. Ooh, uh, no. So, yeah, not, uh, not the best thing ever. So we'll cross-check this as we, as we speak. But let's hear from the man himself. When he was happy, before he did something to his eye, you know, it's Gourmet, the winner of the stage yesterday. Yeah, you know, all the team, they they just pulling everybody, you know, even the GC rider, like you see Bozo Vivo, Jan Hirt, Rain Taram, everybody, I mean... 
they did a super great job. And then, yeah, in the end, Pozo was amazing. You know, he just come. He said to me, come in the last 600 meters. Yeah, he did really good lead out and then amazing. Thank you very much. You made history at Ganvevelgem in the classics and you are making history again today. Do you realize it? Yeah, you know, until I start the Giro, yeah, we we have possibility to win, to make a good result. So this is also part of the success, our team, my family, everybody, you know, so it's, you know, every day they come new history. So I'm really uh, grateful and happy about what I did. Yeah, that was uh, when he was still happy uh, because he's, uh, ha he's out of the Giro. I mean, he's going out with a win, but he's, uh, he's going out with, as well with a, with a black eye because uh, this is what happened after at the podium. I'm just going to replay this, Michael. Yeah, and, and watch closely, everyone who's at home. If you're not aware of what unfolded, there it was. The cork went straight into his eye. So he's made a mistake, rookie mistake, to actually opening the bottle straight away like this. Yeah. But he, he took the, the metal cage oh. and it just popped straight away. Yeah, and it's the second time it's happened on the podium this week or of the Giro. Uh, it was, I think it was Vanderpoel. Yeah, he was Vanderpoel, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, you could not script this, Kate. Oh, well, I, I barely have words for this, to be honest. I mean, I feel like there's some old cycling, like, uh, tradition that says that it's good luck. You know, like yeah. if a bird poops on your shoulder, it's good luck. If a cork pops in your face in the champagne, it's good luck. But what a shocker. I don't yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, I, I hate to be the, uh, the work health and safety police here, but come <laughs> on. Like, we can do better than that. I, I think that they need to keep the champagne somewhere colder for longer so that hey. the cork doesn't pop off straight away. I mean, what's going on? This, uh, this is Italy. What, uh, what, I, they're like, eh, ke, OHS. What's that? <laughs> they're probably, Why? They're probably is it because go... it's Prosecco and not champagne, Exactly. This is not... <laughs> Don't knock the Prosecco. This is not champagne. This oh. is not champagne. <laughs> yeah, you, look at that. Look at that, Kate. You've just... Thanks very much. You've exactly. just opened it up. You've just opened the door for the Frenchman here. He doesn't even like champagne. No, but it's, it's not champagne. <laughs> <laughs> this would not have happened in champagne. Uh, <laughs> no, it's very sad. It's very sad. And we got it some, is, uh, it is. Some, some comments here. Uh, Sharon Dastelos, and it's true. Finger crossed he can recover quickly and hopefully he's going to make it to the Tour de France. Well, well, Sharon, good point. He was probably never going to be down for the to Tour de France yeah. because everything was about the Giro and finishing the Giro and going for the points and yeah. the points jersey, that is. Now, they might throw him in the tour. Why wouldn't hold on, they? Hold yeah, exactly. on, Do we Kate? see a conspiracy theory here, guys? Oh, no, so the cork was deliberate. <laughs> no, no, not that the cork was deliberate. I mean, that's a bit embarrassing. Bless him. Uh, but maybe just that they saw it as an opportunity. He was like, oh, I'm not sure. And they were like, ha-ha. You're, you know. I don't know. He, he, he looked in pain. He yeah. looked in pain. And, and seriously, I like to stir. I'm the one that is here almost... Or like to stir, but that looked painful. Yeah, well, look, as happened, he walked off the stage, yeah, he and was Kino really... was sort of, you know, doing the, 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 the formalities of the podium. Yeah. I was watching him walk off, and I'm thinking to myself, he's hurting himself. Yeah. He's, because he kept putting his hand up and, and yeah, to his yeah. eye. And then I saw a photo of him. Apparently, he was at the hospital till 11 o'clock. And then he got back and had a full bandage over his eye. Yeah. Um, anyway. 
So yeah, mm. such is life. Such is life. But yeah. uh, now we can say uh, Guillaume is out of the uh, Giro. I tell you what, someone that is breathing a bit better today is probably Arnaud Demar. Because so. Gourmet was wow. three points away from him. Yeah. Uh, I think Demar just confirmed that he's, you know, he's, his eyes on the, uh, both his eyes, not one eye, mm. but both his eyes are still oh. on the jersey. And it's I think probably it's too early a little for that better. joke, Christoph. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. I'll take it. No problem. It's a dad joke. I'll take it. <laughs> okay, let's have a look at uh, the standings of uh, the uh, Giro so far. He hasn't changed. Lopez is still in pink, and we like that. Uh, and then, yeah, um, Almeida, Bardet, uh, Carapaz and Hindley are still in this rounding up this top five. Uh, this is the stage that happened yesterday. So where are we at today? We are going to talk about the stage that is coming up our way. Yep. Uh, and this is the route, Maka. I feel for you because you are commentating this one. You got one little salvation. It looks like there is a little bit of wind in the right direction to help yeah, you. Yeah, you're right. Apparently, it's a tar wind. What is it? 203 kilometers from Santa Cangiallo di Romagna to Reggio Emilia. Reggio Emilia, beautiful part of the world. Yeah. So we're heading up north now. We're in that... It is, it is, you can argue it's one of the food bowls of Italy. The beautiful, mm -hmm. you've got Bologna, part of that region, of course, the Balsamic. You've got Parmalat, Parma Milk, Parma Dairy, uh, Prosciutto, Parma Reggiano, Parmigiano. Am I getting you interested? No. Um, no. <laughs> okay. But it, it is a lovely part of the world. Uh, pan flat stage. I'll tell you what, if they ride as slow as what they did four or five days ago, Kate, I'm going to boycott. <laughs> 203 oh, I don't think kilometers. You'll be the only one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think that. No, I don't think they will. I don't think they will. I don't think they will. But it's destined to be a sprint stage, and I guess the attention comes for me, for Aussie fans as well. You at home, Caleb Ewan. He he got dropped on his own yesterday. Yeah. He literally rode 90 kilometers on his own. I thought I was convinced he would I pull I out. Think, I think someone dropped to join him. Roger Kluger. Yeah, Kluger must have gone back with him in the end. But 90Ks on his own, Kate, you and I know that is brutal. Um, it is brutal, yeah. And he made the yeah. cut. He made it. Like, that is, that is tough. That is mentally tough. Yeah, I, I actually saw some funny comments around it saying, like, he, he had an easy day. He got a bit dropped and instead of chasing back, he actually just chose to sit up and roll it in. And I thought, you are not rolling in 90K an hour. Oh. Where, I mean, 90, 90K, pardon me. Uh, where you have to make your time cut on a grand tour, like safety in numbers. Uh, yeah, you yeah. Just stay with a bunch, any bunch. Um, so I think that's a bit of a bad omen. But I'm going to say, Maka, you know Reggio Emilia as well as I do. That's where the Aussies used to be based uh, for over a decade um, in my era. So we're going back a little bit. Uh, and Caleb certainly wouldn't know the area like we do, but. I feel like there's a little bit of good luck there for the Aussies. You know, yeah. we called it our home for so long that fingers crossed. You, you lived around yeah. the corner. I did. I lived. I lived mm. uh, just out of Palmer, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now you're getting me beautiful. Interested. Oh yeah, yeah. Look, you go. You go on your training rides. I'm not joking. Mm. And you'd have the little nonnas. Uh, on the side of the road, literally selling the Reggiano yeah. Parmigiano. Oh, and, yeah. and, and, no, uh, I'm interested. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it's a nice area. Let's talk about uh, one of the touchy points, though. Uh, this classification here, UCI. Mm. We've been talking about how important the wins are for Lotto Sudal. But this is where we are standing. And how important is that win tonight for Caleb and for the whole team? Uh, look, well, they've had one stage win. 
So the, the pressure valve is released. Yeah, not coming from it's Caleb, though. More, yeah, not coming from Caleb. <laughs> but the team's had a stage win. But he, wa- he wants one and needs yeah. one. And let's face it, Kate, I think we said it last night. He is one of their marquee riders for Tour de France. And yeah. a sprinter needs a, a morale victory before the biggest event that they're competing in of the year, don't they? All sprinters yeah. need that. They need something to say, yep, I'm on. Um, yeah. They're ego-fueled. You... I mean, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, I think that's kind of the nature of the beast. And if you don't yeah. have a little bit of that grunt, it, it doesn't really work going 80K an hour uh, in a bunch sprint when you're shoulder to shoulder. But, you know, I think Caleb has carried a lot of confidence from the last seasons into this. But this will be the first time that it's not only the weight of his own expectations that are on him, but literally the team uh, and the team's standings. That being said, I really hope the team mitigates that and doesn't make him feel like it's all on him. He needs a victory for him uh, yeah. and to go to the tour doing well, but it wouldn't be fair if the team are, you know, it, it, even subtly kind of saying, come on, we need this or the team's in trouble because it's the director's job to pick the uh, broad squad to pick up UCI points and to consider how that is done. And, and that's not a weight that Caleb should have to carry. Yeah. No, and, and just on that, they management actually need to – the directors made a pretty average call, I thought, yesterday. We didn't know until the stage unfolded in that second half, but they were the ones who sort of controlled the peloton at the start of the stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, yeah. Caleb gets dropped. So they, they made a bad call yesterday mm. with their tactics, I felt. So they and, need and- to – make themselves accountable, I think. Management. And again, no one with Caleb. So it could have been a decision. We had that debate on Twitter. It could be a decision by Caleb that said, leave me, guys. I'm mm. okay. I, I, I'm not too sure. Uh, you know, maybe there's a bit lost in translation here, but uh, could this have been a discussion for uh, a, um, a decision by Caleb that said, you guys go and then yeah, look, be it, fine? It, it was probably a team decision, I guess. You can only presume mm. so. Um, but like Kate, and I've said that is a long way on your own. Yeah, exactly. In a stage, ninety k's for the average punter, he says, "Oh yeah, I do. I ride ninety kilometers." For some reason, Kate, even though it's a faster ninety kilometers than a training ride, psychologically and mentally, it is really, really draining, isn't it? Oh, I, I mean, for the people listening audio only, I'm literally screwing up my face as we talk about this uh, because Christoph, <laughs> he's the marquee rider. There is no scenario where if he even says, I'm all right, guys, I'll ride on my own, that they should let him. I mean, you don't walk, yeah. let your five-year-old walk out the door with a backpack and say, see you or I'm going to school. Like, cool, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, well, we don't do that in our household. Uh, but I just think, like, that's... We've got stopped by your let him... for this, no? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, careful. Our, our wide viewership might dub you in. No, but seriously, like... What's going on in the team? If he mm. said that and they went, okay, cool, off you go, what on earth? And if You're he right. just got yeah. dropped and they didn't. And, and also, I'm going to take it back even further because, Maka, massive mistake to put the whole team on the front. But, I mean, what happened in the team chat beforehand? Did Caleb, like, say, I don't feel great, and they said, don't care, we need this? Mm. Or did Caleb say, yeah, I feel awesome and then get dropped and then they had a bit of a blow up because he said he felt awesome, they did the work, he got dropped. Like either scenario, this is bad news for Lotto in terms of team cohesion and just general vibe. And and I'm not liking it. No, and and what they – and Matty Keenan, he he said this and I agree with him. And hindsight's a wonderful thing. It's easy to sit back post-stage and for us to, you know, say a bit, but – 
they probably should have put DeGent or Matthew Holmes or one of those guys in that breakaway of three. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. completely take the pressure off Caleb. Get a guy up the road. They only got caught. The last guy, DeMarkey, only got caught with 20 kilometres to go. Yeah. They were out there all day. And that, that group had chased, had to chase really hard. So... Anyway, he's got a chance tonight. <laughs> he's he's still in the chance. race, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Okay, we promised it to conclude this podcast, but uh, our work experience kid made his way into the Ineos near the bus, actually, and he had a, a good chat with our good old friend, uh, Richie. Uh, he opens up a little bit. This is Richie Port. We've got Richie Port with us, um, who has uh, got some major role. We're starting to see exactly what you're going to be doing over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, it was no surprise to, you know, that that was going to be my role. Uh, you know, and, and Richard Carapaz in, in great shape, I think, you know, the other day. Would have been nice to have started uh, the climb, you know, would have been nice to have started riding a little bit further up the climb, but it is what it is. And, you know, this, this week we've got a little bit less climbing, um, so hopefully we get through it unscathed. Now, I heard reports... Uh uh, from others in that group that uh, when you put the hammer down at that stage it really put the pressure on it changed the bike race yeah i mean it's a it's a different role isn't it i mean you finish lines a little bit closer than what it normally would be so you know i was i was happy to do that and it was also good to see jai hindley finish it off and and you know if it's if it's not richard carapaz winning it's nice to see another australian up there and he's, he's a good guy yeah very much so now of course, all of us romantics back in Australia or over here, uh, the Aussies, were hoping that uh, you, it would be a one-two and give you that opportunity. But uh, uh, that's close likely. Yeah, I mean that's it. I'm 37 now. I don't really want that stress of GC on my shoulders. So it's just nice to be a part of a team that has a you know an out-and-out leader who can can win the bike race. But I'm enjoying it, you know, which is. It's been a while since I didn't have stress on my shoulders in a bike race, and uh, it's you know it's a great atmosphere. It's good to have the fans back, and um, you know the the support on the mountain the other day was incredible. Now you're saying 37 like it's an old thing, though, but Richie, you're not riding uh, like an old man. You are riding in, in as good a form as I've seen for a long time. Yeah, I mean, it's you know it's nice to have a supportive wife at home looking after the kids, who allows me to do to get out and train. You know as as I always have, but it is nice, you know, that the there's there's light at the end of the tunnel. My career's almost over, and it's nice to be still up there with some of the younger guys. You know, we see Nibali and and Valverde up there the other day too. It's you know, it's not quite a young guy's sport just yet, but it's just nice to be, you know, in a in a nice team, and uh, you know, we're having fun and, and enjoying it. Thanks, Richie. It looks like you might have a little bit easier day today. Ah, fingers crossed, but. That's the old thing, isn't it? Hope for the best, expect the worst in, on days like this. Good luck, mate. Go, Caleb. <laughs> you said it. Oh, I like that. So what do we take go from Caleb. this? Go, Caleb. Yeah, go, Caleb. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Very good. Yeah, good. No, he's, like good. he's yeah. in great spirits, isn't he? I love the Aussie camaraderie too, guys. Like, you know, as our uh, work experience kids said, all the fans back in Australia, I mean, over there there's not a lot of them and they do all look out for each other and support each other and I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. 100%. It is great. So stage tonight, Maka, you're, you're cutting it. I'm on with 
with the main man, Maddie Keenan. Looking forward to it. Uh, we are on at 8.10, I believe. Okay. So early one from the start again, on demand, and then we cross over to SBS uh, as the stage unfolds. Yep. It's going to be a warm one again, 29 degrees. For Good them. day. Good day. Yeah. Stage 11. Can you believe it? I know. I can't believe it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's <laughs> flying. It is rocketing along. Yeah, 100%. Uh, you wanted to have a, a little shout out as well for your, uh, your charity. Yeah, yeah. So this is uh, just digressing slightly. What you're looking at here is a charity that I've been involved with, Chain Reaction. They are currently up north around Cairns somewhere. They're doing 1,000 kilometres in the week. They've raised currently 1.2 million. That's a lot. And in about 14 years in their existence, they've raised 36 million dollars. And I'm super proud to be involved with this uh, organisation. And where the money goes, I can tell you, it goes to sick kids. All of the money um, goes towards sick kids, and they've got sort of arms in in Queensland and New South Wales. So this is the Victorian arm yeah. that I'm sort of heavily involved with. So hope you're going well, guys. Keep it up. Keep up that good work. A uh, couple of days to go, I think. I'm sure there'll be some tired bodies, but they can celebrate soon. So well done. Keep it up. And uh, if you want to find out more about Chain Reaction, uh, just Google them and you'll see some yeah. of the great work they do. I've heard that in the political content. Just Google it, mate. <laughs> just, just Google it. Just Google it. It's yeah. the answer to everything. Yeah, yeah. Mine's a bit more pleasant. <laughs> Thank you, Kate, for joining us on uh, you your guys. birthday, by the way. So happy yes, birthday. birthday. Yes, oh, my goodness. Happy birthday. Thank happy you birthday. Very much. Have a thank great you. day. Yes. Um, I, I bought a birthday bike, so I'm uh, as content as I can be at the moment. So thank yeah, you very much, right. guys. Nice and, uh, yeah, have a good call, uh, Macca, and look, Tomorrow, I hope we're celebrating Caleb. And oh. when you pop the cork tonight, just be aim it outwards. Yeah, be careful. Mm. Glasses, maybe. Safety glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kate. Yeah, thanks, guys. This was the uh, Zwift uh, SBS Cycling Podcast. Thank you, Maka, for joining us today. And good luck as well tonight. Yeah, thank you. Looking forward to the next stage. Yeah, 100%. Uh, remember, you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash sport. And you can also uh, log a ride with our friends at Zwift until next episode, episode 12, which will be tomorrow, hopefully with a win for Caleb and Smiles Around. It's bye for now. Before we go, a quick word from our sponsor, Zwift. When it comes to sport, I always tell my kids, rule number one, have fun. On Zwift, fun is fast. Tour de France winner Geraint Thomas uses it. So too does Matthew van der Poel. And Australia's Neve Bradbury Zwifted her way to a world tour contract. One of my favourite things on Zwift is seeing the flags of people from all around the globe that I get the chance to ride with. I love the structured workouts, doing meet-up rides with friends, and when I'm feeling strong, doing a few races. They definitely hurt, but they are fun. It's easy to get started. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.